All right, many thanks to all our talented actors and actresses. Actresses, actress, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me remind you of one thing that I brought up last Sunday. Um, we have uh, a challenge being issued by me for the year 2014. Um, we are going to read through the Bible together in the year 2014, and so uh, we'd love to hear from you if you're going to participate in that. Uh, we have lots of different ways you can do that. Just let us know um, on your connection card. You can just write the words, I'm in, and let us know that you're in, and we'll, uh, we'll be in contact with different ways that you can participate, and some of those were in the bulletin last week, and you'll hear about them again. Well, last week we started a series of messages on the subject of peace, we acknowledge together that peace is found in God, and that peace is a gift from God to his creation, to us. We've been identified by God as recipients of peace. God, in his great grace and mercy, sent his only son, Jesus, to walk this earth with us and to destroy the walls that had been built between man and God and between man and other men. Jesus came to offer and establish peace in the midst of that. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says this, says, therefore since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. God gave us the gift of peace with himself, the possibility of a relationship with God after having been severed by sin is now restored due to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on our behalf. The curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and we can now approach God thanks to the work of Jesus on the cross. That is amazing to me. Peace with the all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent God can actually happen. I can have a right relationship with my creator that is his gift to me. And that gift entered the world as a baby lying in a manger in a stable in Bethlehem. God became man and dwelt among us for a while. How thankful are you for the gift of a restored relationship with God? The fellowship with God that Adam and Eve enjoyed ever so briefly can be ours because of the sacrifice that Jesus made in our place. And I hope that we are all increasing in thankfulness for this wonderful gift as we pass through life. Our relationship with God was not something that we could restore ourselves. God had to make the first move and he did. He came to us to restore that relationship. He came and shared life's experience with us to make that restoration possible and we celebrate his generous move each year at Christmas. We also looked last week at the fact that the arrival of God on earth in the form of Jesus, his son, made it possible for the restoration of our relationships with each other. Jesus brought with him peace between Jews and Gentiles and that ought to give us great hope if God could bring the Jews and the Gentiles together, he can certainly restore things between you and your sister or your co-worker or your classmate or your father or your spouse. There is hope for the restoration of the relationships we have with the people in our lives. And so peace is available to us. And where can that peace be found? It can be found in our relationships with God and relationships with the people in our lives. Now that's both encouraging and discouraging all at the same time. How is that encouraging? Well, peace can be found. That's good news. God's intent for you is that you do experience peace in your life. He's made it possible for you to have peace. You are a recipient of peace. 
So how's that discouraging? It's discouraging because finding peace is not an easy thing to do. And many of you know that well. It's discouraging because finding peace is not easy. It's one of the toughest, most worthwhile pursuits that we'll ever take up. But it is tough. Peace can't be found on our own. Peace can't be found through a more disciplined lifestyle. It can't be found through a private inner search. Peace, the way God defines it, is found in the context of the relationships that we have in our lives. That means that we have some work to do to find it. Why don't you listen to some very familiar words that Jesus spoke from Matthew 25, or 24, excuse me. This is verses 34 to 40. But when the Pharisees heard that he, Jesus, had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So when pushed to state what the greatest commandment is, Jesus responds with something remarkable remarkable and entirely relational. The most important thing we're to do, Jesus says, is to love God and love our neighbors, those close to us. We're to love. That's what God wants of us. We're to be in loving relationships with God and with the people in our lives. And in the context of those relationships, we will find peace. The Bible tells us that we are recipients of peace. The angels announced the arrival of peace in the baby in the Bethlehem stable. Man received a gift from God. Peace with God and peace with the people in our lives. But the Bible also states that we are to be seekers of peace. And after seeing in the Bible that we are recipients of peace, I soon discovered that we are clearly identified as seekers of peace as well. Let me show you what I found as I searched for this second dimension of our identity related to peace. We are called by God in his word to seek peace. Psalm 34 verse 14. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace peace and pursue it that's pretty straightforward seek peace this is something that we're to be looking for it's been given to us but not in such a way that we don't have to do anything to experience it colossians 3:15 says this and let the peace of christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful paul writes that we were called to peace And that we're to let that peace have authority in our lives. We're to let the peace that Jesus Christ left for us take command in our hearts, in the things that we hold most dearly. Peace is to be our target, our goal. Paul writes this about peace in Romans 8 verse 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And here again, we're reminded that peace is not found in temporal things like our flesh. It's not found within. Peace comes when we set our minds on things of the Spirit of God. God will bring peace if we pursue the right things. Many centuries before Paul wrote that, the prophet Isaiah put these words to paper. Isaiah 26.3 You keep him in perfect peace 
whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. God's helping us here in the Bible to know what we are to pursue if we want to experience peace. We're to pursue God and peace will be ours. What a great promise this is. Look at the clarity of this statement by Paul. 1 Corinthians seven fifteen. God has called you to peace. Pretty hard to miss what's being said here. This thing called peace that seems so elusive to us is right at the heart of what God wants for us. So it must be possible to attain. And then we can see the aspect of peace that involves the people in our lives as the Bible states its importance as well. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. We're to strive for peace. We're to seek peace. It's an experience in which we'll meet God on a level that he intends to meet us on. He wants us to experience peace and so he's telling us to go after it. Pursue peace. Seek peace. That's what God's telling his creation. That's what God is telling you and me. The fact that God approached us the way he did through his son Jesus Christ ought to blow us away. God took a huge step toward us. He became man and lived here, walked with us, struggled with us, related to us, experienced all that we experience because he wanted so badly to restore our relationship with him. God came to us. He sought to restore our relationship with him. He sought to heal relationships between men. He absolutely had to do this. He had to come. He had to bring peace to the earth. And so now he's calling us to do our part. And our part's a whole lot easier than his part. But he's asking us to take that step as well. And I have in my head a a picture of God running towards us like the father of the prodigal son ran towards him. God is passionate about seeing restoration. So here's the question. Are we? Are we? Are we running towards God to make sure that our relationship with him is right? Are we running towards reconciliation? Are we seeking the the peace that he's talking about? Are we pursuing it like he is? That's what I want to challenge us with this morning. We are called by God to seek peace. We, by our identity, are recipients of peace. But we, by our desire, are to be seekers of peace. You get the sense that God wants us to pursue peace. Our experience of peace matters to God. He wants it for us. He wants it badly enough for us that he was willing to send his son to deliver it. And now he's saying, your gift is here. Go get it. Now imagine this Christmas if your mom or dad or husband or wife got you this amazing gift and said to you, it's here. You just have to find it. What would you do? Well, you'd go get it, right? Now imagine that Peter loved me enough to get me a Christmas gift. (laughs) Imagine that he bought me a 2014 Olympic Team Canada hockey jersey to make up for all his slams against my country. (laughs) And if he really did love me, I mean, if he really did buy me the jersey, what if he told me that he had hid the jersey somewhere in the church? What would I do? 
go check out the Team Canada website. Just sit around for a couple of months maybe until I could watch Team Canada beat the world in hockey in February. Or would I seek out the gift? Oh, I'd seek out the gift. I'd go find the jersey. Listen, God brought us a gift. An amazing gift. Peace. He brought us the gift of peace between us and him and and peace between us and the people in our lives. And he says to us, seek the gift. Pursue the gift. And being the gracious giver of free will that he is, God left us with a decision to make. Study the gift. Read books and listen to podcasts about the gift. Attend Bible studies about the gift. Or go get the gift. Last week we faced the tough reality that the peace that God desires to restore in us can be found in the context of relationships. Jesus said we're to love God and love our neighbors. Our lives are to be about relationships. We were created for relationship and that's where we're going to find this peace that our spirits desire so much. We'll find it in being rightly related to God and being rightly related to the people in our lives. But reaching that point may involve considerable effort and we've got to decide if we're going to put that effort into the pursuit of peace. And I can tell you from my own life right now that the pursuit of peace is worth whatever it might take to find it. It's been a a tough road to follow sometimes for me. I I don't find it easy to acknowledge the areas in which I need to grow and take responsibility for my part. But it's always been worth the effort or the cost to me. So let's look closely for a while at the two areas in which we're being directed to examine the relationships in our lives and produce the kind of healthy relationships that will lead us to peace. You and I will experience peace in our lives when our relationship with God is what it should be. Now we're getting down into the trenches of this peace concept. God is very, very generous towards us. He pours out his grace and mercy on us constantly, sometimes without us even knowing that he's doing it. He just keeps giving it. But there's some things that God asks us to seek out ourselves. He promises to meet us in our pursuit, but he's not going to just give us everything. God is not the God of handouts. He shows us where his riches can be found and then invites us to go there and experience them. And peace is like that. God's peace is available to us if we seek it. God is available to to us if we seek him. Let's see what the Bible has to say about this pursuit, about this seeking. Are we being taught to pursue God in his word? Let's start with one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. This is God speaking through his prophet Jeremiah. God's inviting us to seek him. He says that we'll find him when we seek him with everything that we've got. He doesn't say, just sit still and eventually I'll come to you. But we act that way often, don't we? As if God owes us a visit. I can't tell you how many times I've heard the phrase, I'm just not seeing God right now. Or I'm just not hearing from God right now. 
And very often the reason that we don't see God or hear from him is because we're selfishly sitting there waiting for him to come and wait on us. When all along God's inviting us to seek him out, promising us that we will find him when we do. In Acts 17, Paul is sitting with some men in Athens and he's reasoning with them, trying to help them see the light of the gospel. He sees that they are religious men, but men very far from God. They don't understand God. And so Paul's trying to explain to them that there's one God and that he is far more than the gods that they are pursuing by way of idol worship. He goes on to describe God this way in Acts 17, 26 and 27. And he, Paul's speaking, and he, God, made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Paul's saying that God's purpose for us includes us seeking him and finding him. Yet he's actually not far from each one of us. I love that. We have to be seeking God with our lives. And then in multiple places in Paul's writings, Paul refers to God as the God of peace. That's one of his titles for God. He knows what God desires us to experience. Paul, a man whose life was filled with trial, discovered and then preached that peace can be found in our relationships with God but we're going to have to seek God to restore that relationship and then experience that peace in our lives. This is not just a theme for Paul, although it's such a strong theme with Paul that you see peace spoken of frequently in his greetings or the way that he signs off his letters. This pursuit of God is spoken of throughout the Bible. Uh, Way back in the Old Testament, listen to what is said about this seeking This is 1 Chronicles 28.8 and David is instructing his son Solomon. He says this, And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind for the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. David's advice to his son was to know God, to pursue him. And if you remember our study of the book of Ecclesiastes a way back, written by Solomon, you might recall a distinct absence of peace in Solomon when he stopped pursuing God. Later in Solomon's life, God had some words for him. God restated the advice Solomon's father had given him. This is Second Chronicles 7.14. God says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Once again, we're to be seeking God. Now back to the Psalms again. Can we share this statement with the author? This is Psalms 119 verse 10. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Throughout the Bible, we're taught that we're to seek God and that we'll find him if we do. And then we'll discover peace. Can't miss what's being stated here. When God says seek peace, he includes in that a pursuit of our relationship with him. That's where we'll find peace. 
And there's a difference between seeking God and having God on our sideline. God never tells us to seek peace inside ourselves or on our own and then call on him when we find ourselves in trouble. We're not to coast along as recipients of his peace and, and take that to mean that we can simply call down peace whenever we need it. It doesn't work like that. We seek God as he seeks us in that passionate relationship where one is constantly seeking the other. God will bring us to the point of realizing peace in our lives. We are to be running towards God just as he is running towards us. God is fighting to restore what was lost when sin entered the world and we're to be joining him in that fight coming at it from our side with as much passion as he's demonstrating and coming towards us from his side. Mutual pursuit, mutual passion, mutual desire and resolve. God became man to pursue us. What are we doing to pursue him? This is where the pursuit gets very personal. Are you seeking God with all your heart mind, soul, and strength. You're the only one that can answer that question for you. And answering this question is going to require absolute honesty of every one of us. Am I pursuing God? Is He my heart's desire? Do I long to be in close relationship with Him? Is He on my mind? Is He first in my heart? Is he in my plans every day? Am I spending time with him? Am I surrendering to him? Am I talking with him? Am I listening to him? Am I abiding in him? Am I expressing love to him and seeking his love? Is his opinion the most important thing to me? Is he enough for me? Am I satisfied with him? And if very few or even none of those things are true, Can I really expect that I'm going to find peace in my life? If the most important relationship in my life is distant and awkward, how can I possibly expect to be at peace? I can't. There's no way that I can experience peace in my life if my relationship with my Creator is dysfunctional. No one can. Jesus came to offer us His peace, not just peace, He said he was offering us a peace that the world cannot offer. But that peace can only be found in him. Are you seeking God? Are you seeking God? Or do you just not have time for the single most critical relationship in your life? Every one of us needs to do this evaluation of our lives. How is our relationship with God? Thriving, intimate, completely honest? Or is it distant? Is it impersonal? Is it filled with deceit? Can it even be called a relationship? Is it anything more than just a belief system? Chapel Hill, I want us all to experience a life that is characterized by peace. We're not going to find peace if that's what we're coming to church to pursue. We're here to pursue God. We're here to deepen and strengthen our relationship with God. And as we do, then 
will find peace. So we have to make a choice. Are we going to run towards God or not? Are we just going to wait and see if he comes to us? Well, he's coming. He came. He came in the form of a baby in a manger. The angels announced that peace had arrived on earth. They told the shepherds that. And the shepherds made the decision that we all need to make. They said to each other, let's go see this baby that the angels told us about. And they went, they sought out Jesus. God has revealed to you and me that peace on earth has arrived. Jesus Christ has come. So let's go find him. Let's pour ourselves into pursuing him like he poured himself into pursuing us. Let's be our heavenly father's children. Let's enter into that relationship fully knowing that God desires all of us and let's enjoy what he has for us there in that relationship. There are many ways that we can deepen that relationship with our Father. In January, we're going to take an in-depth look at one of the most effective ways to get to know God. We're going to start a series on prayer after the Christmas season. Prayer is such a misunderstood and significantly underused gift that we've been given. Imagine we can communicate directly with our Heavenly Father. But we struggle so much with this. Reading his letter to us is another effective way to pursue God. That's why I'm issuing this challenge to read with me through the Bible in 2014. We'll find him there. And peace will come in the process. There are many things that we can do and we'll be regularly looking at the ways in which we can go further in our relationships with God. For now, let me get you thinking about one last thing related to our relationships with God before we look at the other relationships in our lives. Let's stay focused on our part in this relationship because God has no fault in his part in our relationship. He's carrying out his part perfectly. We're the ones that need to work on this relationship and we can truly say this time, it's not you, it's me. We need to deal with the walls that we have constructed to protect ourselves in our relationship with God. Healthy relationships don't have walls. And God wants to see every one of those walls torn down. He tore the curtain that stood between us and him. But we've been busy constructing new walls and we need to identify those walls and make them go away. Pride. Pride is a wall that stands between us and our most important relationship. We have such a hard time accepting our dependence on God because that ultimately means that we are weak and our pride keeps us from admitting that weakness. But what did Paul say? Paul said he boasted in his weakness. That wall of pride has to come down. Distance. Distance is a wall that keeps us from getting close to God. It's it's pretty hard to intimately know one that you never spend time with. There may not be a more ridiculous statement than saying that you don't have time for God. But we keep ourselves busy and we miss out on life's greatest joy, the joy of a close relationship with our Father in heaven. Apathy. Apathy is a wall that we build. Eternity is simply not that important to us. Getting the best we can out of this life pushes the very notion of God right out of our heads. 
And society jumps right in on that chorus with us and affirms our desire to make ourselves number one and see this life as all that there is. What's the wall that's creating division in your relationship with God? What is it? Are you scared to let him in? Can you not see him as more than a judge, more than a tyrant who can't wait to punish? Do you not trust him? Are there things that you foolishly think that you can hide from him? Do you think there's a chance that he might not accept you the way that you are? Tear down that wall and let him in. Tell him that you want to know him. Tell him that things are going to change right now. That your desire is to pursue him. Will you commit to him that you want your relationship with him to be right and whole? Let's do that right now. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for a minute. I want you to just have a little conversation with God right now. There are many people here who are very distant from God. So many of us are responsible ourselves for for putting up those walls that keep God away from us. We're not pursuing God. Are you just afraid of him? Do you just believe that he doesn't accept you, that he doesn't love you? Are you afraid that he'll find out something that he doesn't know as if that was possible? Are you afraid to admit your weakness, your frailty, how much you need him? Are you afraid that you, you have to admit that you can't be everything for yourself? And you talk to him right now. You say, God, I give you this wall. God, I want you closer in my life. I want our relationship to be right. Share your desire with him right now. He wants that relationship to be right. He wants it to be open and honest and vulnerable. Stop keeping that from happening. Tell him right now, no more. No more walls between me and you, God. I am not too busy for you. I do believe that you love me and accept me. I want our relationship to be right, God. Do that with him right now. Don't put this off. Do it with him now. With all our eyes closed, I want you to do this for me. I'm not going to single you out. I'm not going to make you do anything embarrassing. What I'm going to ask you to do is if that is your prayer right now, God, I want a close relationship with you, but I have built walls that have kept that from happening, and I want those walls to come down today. If that's your prayer, will you just put your hand up right now, wherever you are? Just let me know.
We can't have these walls. <clears throat> Father, will you minister to each one here today who is seeking you but knows full well that there's something standing in, their rela- in the way of their relationship with you. God, will you lift them up? Will you affirm them? <clears throat> will you remind them of who you are? Will you remind them of the love that you have for them? Will you remind all of us of how badly you want to be in a deep, close, intimate relationship with us? God, I just can't believe sometimes that you, almighty God, would desire a close personal relationship with a worm like me. God, I praise you for this love that you have, for this desire that you have to see our relationships with you be full, whole, restored, healthy, right. God, make that happen in our lives. God, I praise you for taking a huge step towards us. We want to take a huge step towards you. So help us to clear anything that stands in the way, to tear down the walls of pride and apathy and fear and misinterpretation, distance, whatever it is that's keeping us from getting close to you. Thank you for accepting us with open arms as we run to you, as messed up and frail and weak as we are. Thank you for that acceptance that you have of us, for that relationship that you offer us. Praise you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, you will find peace in your relationship with God and it will bless you beyond what I can describe here. There is great strength in that peace. There is confidence and joy and hope. It changes everything. You are transformed as peace develops. That's what I want for you. I want you to experience that peace but you're going to have to seek it out. We are going to have to seek it out together. I've spoken exclusively so far of the relationships that we have with God on a personal level, but this same truth applies to us as a church, as the bride of Christ. Our relationship with our groom has to be right, and then, then we'll experience peace. And that peace is growing here in us as a church. What God is doing here in our relationship with him as a church, as his bride, is beautiful. So I wrote this message. I realized that I was going to bite off way more than we could chew this morning. And so here's what I want to do to close this message. Um, I've been talking about the reality that we'll find peace in our lives as our relationship with God deepens and as our relationships with other people in our lives are deepened. We've been talking about our relationship with God and I want to leave you to evaluate that in your own life and do something about what you discover. So I'll spend some time in our relationships with others next Sunday morning. God says that we'll find peace when those relationships are right too. What I want you to think about in the week ahead is this. Are there relationships in your life that are not right? That are not right? 
Identify those relationships. Who do you need to reconcile with in your life? And we'll talk more about that next week, but I want us to start thinking about those relationships now. Where does reconciliation need to take place? How can we expect to experience peace in our lives if there's strife in our relationships with our friend, coworker, neighbor, sibling, whoever? Peace comes in the context of right relationships. Spend some time in the next two weeks observing the baby in the manger. That's a God wrapped in cloths and lying in a feed trough. He went to great lengths to seek and to save what was lost. That's you and me. So are we going to go to great lengths to seek and to find the one who saved us? Pursue God this Christmas. Pursue your relationship with him. And enjoy the blessing of peace that comes when we do. I'm going to have the ushers come forward and Sue, if you'll come as well, and we'll close our service together with prayer here. Father, I do thank you again for this gift of peace that you offer us. Thank you for making it possible for us to experience peace, for making it possible to us, for us to have this close relationship with you. God, there is nothing better in this world than to know you and to know your love, to experience it in relationship with you and to experience the peace that comes with that. Father, we're thankful for who you are. We're so thankful for all that you give us. We're thankful for your generosity towards us. Teach us to be generous back to you in so many ways. We praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.